0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. This is the Celtic Exchange Weekly. This is Tino, and this week I'm joined by James and Paddy as we cover the back-to-back champions of Scotland and O for the heroes on the day as Celtic claimed the title for the second season in succession and it's a win that secures the 115th major trophy in our 135-year history. It's also our 17th league title in 23 years since the turn of the century and it's the fourth trophy and counting in the magical era of Ange Postacoglu. Paddy, you mentioned in yesterday's Match Reaction podcast that this is now title number 18 in your Celtic supporting life. Where does this one rank with the others?
1: I think look. That's a, that's an on the spot question there. Tino. I'd like
0: you to number them one eighty <laughs> right, right So, now.
1: guys. Welcome to the Paddy Hour. Uh, <laughs> no, I, it, it has to be up there. I think um, all the, the the chat from from the other side, and again, I was just kind of grinding out results, sticking sticking to our job and sticking to our task, and not not getting sucked into any any of their chat, um, leaving that to us mainly. Um, I just think it was a very, very professional league campaign. Um, we seem to be kind of looking at the the standards set by the club and I think that that's a, a big factor in how we move forward. Um, we've seen a bit of a shambles kind of like evolve even come the end of uh, Rodgers' era at Celtic as well. We've kind of seen that, you know, not all was sitting, sitting okay. So they've really, really woke up to that and they're really, really starting to kind of answer the questions asked by us fans. And... Um, uh, we, we, we speak about last year's title being so important and, and an incredible uh, league win as well I still think that that takes a bit of beating considering what we we came through but this year I really just seen a a, a real professional go at it not involved with any war awards one whatsoever we do our talking on the park we've always done this under this manager and it's the fact that, you know, I think we're going to continue with us manager as well when it comes to new players coming in, new changes behind the behind the scenes, not one sniff of it getting out to the media. And that, that is a happy camp, in my opinion. Really.
0: Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, you talk about just a, a very professional league campaign and you can't argue with the numbers on it. So of the 34 league games, 31 wins, two draws and just that one loss that St Mirnly speak of. Uh, I've still got four games to go as well to improve on the, the goals and points record. So in a brilliant place and it's been a, a brilliant season so far with a wee bit to go. Plenty of options
1: for you here to choose from but what's been your Celtic moment of the week? Um, there has been a few and I'm actually kind of taking it back to the, the aftermath of the, um, the semi-final. Um, so the fans were, were obviously recorded singing a, a tremendous song uh, in light of something happening at the weekend there. And it would get picked up by Australian News. Um, so they were talking about it. And One of, one of my favourite bits about the whole video was uh, the main news anchor speaking about it. He says, obviously, there's a bit of anger from Celtic fans. You know, that they're, they're directing this song towards the, the royal family. And he, he asked the reporter that he's speaking to, um, do you think they had the same kind of view, the same kind of anger towards uh, the Queen? And it just cuts back to her and she's like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and that, That's it. That. The video kind of just stops there. But it's just the fact that it's made it all the way over there, the fact that, you know, it was played in Have I Got News For You on Friday as well. And and the, fan, the, the, the audience at that show start cheering at the end of that as well. Just, yeah nice to put a smile on people's faces I suppose it was a very poignant moment Paddy and I'm, very. I'm glad you
0: brought it up <laughs> James Celtic as I mentioned there we've lost just once in the last 66 league games and we've now overtaken the points tally of 93 that won last season's title and as I say we've still got four games to go uh, on trophy day last season Ange said quote unquote enjoy the summer and we'll come back bigger and better because we never stop even before we get to month next month's Scottish Cup final has he been as good as he's worth? 100% it's it's
2: been quite strange, you know. Second seasons can be tricky. You know, we've we've lost players, you know, through that, and particularly you know losing them in and I went a transfer window key players, but replaced seamlessly. The the word I would use to describe Celtic a season is businesslike. They've just gone about their business really quite kind of no drama. You know, there was flair when they could you know play with a bit of freedom, but as it got a bit closer to the title. It just became very much about, you know, go out there, do our job, don't get sucked into anything, take three points up the road. So it's it's you know, last season was probably a bit more exciting because it was a wee bit tighter, less of a chance some ranges I would say this season in terms of the gap.
0: But they've just gone about their business and done done the job. Yeah, it's interesting the similarities there in the words you lads are using. So business like for yourself and, and professional, and it's it's hard to argue. That's the that's where we found ourselves. It was always going to be a wee bit ropey season one and said himself he said listen strap yourself in there's a bit of a roller coaster here and there'll be some ups and downs and, and bumps on the path in the early stages but you know trust me we'll get it right there was a great I think it was Zinchenko it or whoever someone,
2: someone on Twitter put out he showed the table when we were 6 in the league after 6 games
0: in Ange's first season certainly so we lost 1 game since then in the league unbelievable exactly That is it's the 1 in the 66 games since so it's been a Phenomenal turnaround um, James some of the, the Celebrations and the Videos and pictures From yesterday are Outstanding Particularly the ones Back at Celtic Park Tynecastle, Castle great But as we know Only something like 1,200 Officially Were allowed into To Tyne Castle uh, Maybe more sneaked In the back door But uh, back at Celtic Park I don't know the number That was there Maybe 500,000 <laughs> Six I think Yeah but <laughs> Loads of bodies. What's your own Celtic Moment of the week? Uh, I'm going to go for A big O So I
2: think he's got A way to go In terms of his his Celtic journey and getting to the levels that he needs to be at to to start challenging Kyogre, I suppose for for that um, centre-forward spot, so for a couple of reasons, great for him to get a really important goal for that, uh, like that, and for the fans, when it's 1-0 and it's a title clincher, that's never getting an injury time, so it was like, don't worry about that, I'll make it nice and easy for you, scores that second goal and you can really start to, you know, start the party.
0: It's great for him isn't it, party because before his Celtic career really got up and running, he cemented his place in Celtic history.
1: Yeah, it's, we all speak about uh, Harold Brat back to this day, you know. And I think I, I agree. I agree with James in that. I think it's uh as it, a big moment. It's um, it's a it's a tidy finish, as I said yesterday. I think he he, he has to work pretty hard to direct it that way, and it's a, a a good striker's goal. Um, and maybe maybe yeah, just that that little taste of winning that little taste of like how crucial his goal was and maybe that's what he needs to kind of kick on and, and, and really show what so many are saying about him you know I think we we forget that it's um, a lot of people are saying that we, we got the we, we had two options when we were trying to sign I can't remember who the other striker was but we are trying to sign in January the other Korean uh, the other, the other I, Korean I think we're still in for him really? I think I could come in the summer yeah here's hoping I think I've said about another striker anyway but for Oh, to come in and, you know, maybe not feeling as if he was first on the list for that matter. And the fact is, is that uh, he's highly thought of. Um, and I think, you know, a striker like Jürgen Klinsmann as your manager is, is only a good thing as well when it comes to the international games. But um, there's a lot of excitement around him. Um, it's under our manager that hopefully we start to see the benefits of a, a player like him. I think he'll be, he'll, he will be a good player for us, I really do.
0: It's interesting you talk about um, The fact that he might not have been first choice striker And he has to adjust his headspace to that Remember when Ange came in And they said how do you feel about being second choice He says I might not even have been second I might have been third or fourth <laughs> choice manager It's how you as an individual frame it and get your head around it So that's the challenge for all. But huge boost for him He'll get him plenty more minutes you know, between now and the end of the season But it's going to be hard to displace a Kyogo Who's looking to break scoring records as well He's now in 30 and he'll be looking to kick on from there Okay, let's take a look at what's coming up on this week's show We'll continue to focus on Celtic's latest title success But with a special look at two of the figures Who have been so vital over the last two years or so So many players have played their part in our revival But none of it would have been possible Without our two biggest arrivals from the J-League Ange Postacoglu and Kyogo Furahashi I'll then be taking on the lads once again In this week's Mystery sale, Where I've been struggling a wee bit recently So let's see if I can get that back on track And finally we'll close out the show With This Week in Celtic Media Where we'll look at a really enjoyable bit of content That James has dug out for us this week <laughs> To get things started I want to go straight into a clip from Ange Speaking just after the final whistle at Tynecastle on Sunday He was asked what it means to him To be able to continue bringing success to Celtic So let's hear from Ange now look we've got a great opportunity to make this season really special Um, you know like i said we've worked hard to get this point and it's great to win the two trophies and now you know what we want to win a third and you know i want it for the players i want it for this football club for the staff because um it's a reflection i think of the team they've been this year you're always quick to mention the fans and the team but for yourself is there a a personal pride you sit back and are, are you able to enjoy it yeah absolutely um you know plenty of people in my circle make sacrifices my family my kids. Like I said, uh, i got the easy bit, you know, I'm I'm doing what I love, but they're the ones that uh, are a constant support and and not just my family, my friends um, here in Australia, the whole football club um, really embraced me from day one. And, uh, you know, for that, you know, I I take pride that I'm able to sort of give something back. James, has uh, someone been cutting onions in here? (laughs) Beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> it is It's great to hear the emotion in his voice, you know, in, in the, the most positive sense of it, because it just shows how much it means to Ange. And he speaks there about the club and, and you know, the fans and how everyone's embraced him and his whole family. But he himself, he, he's gone all in on Celtic, hasn't he? Absolutely. But I
2: think that's how he works. You know, I think he's an all in kind of guy. The same way, that you know, with players, you're all in or you're all out. He's the same himself, you know. Um, and he's really immersed himself. You know, you see how much he, you know, the the interview they were saying you know, the he talks about the fans he always references the fans because he knows that without them we're nothing you know, without Celtic fans so it's just fantastic I mean, if, you know as you were saying in your interview last night football's football I don't think there's any, anything going to happen anytime soon I see him here for two, three years at least build a bit of a legacy build a structure and then he can go and do whatever he wants, you know
0: Yeah, I mean I suppose it all comes down individually Paddy and into how you interpret those kind of comments. I think he got very emotional because it just it means so much to him. Now, the counter to that could be that he's getting emotional because he's he's maybe looking at, you know, what's next for him. He was interviewed separately. I um, can't remember who by, but I heard it today. And he was saying, listen, I don't think any further ahead. I just, I live for the moment. I, I do what I'm doing. And, you know, you need to just focus on the here and now. So he wasn't, you know, he wouldn't be drawn on his future. But how confident are you, Paddy, that Andrew will be here for a,
1: a good while yet to come? Next season, definitely. Um, Beyond that, I I just think it's too hard to tell. I I, I really do. And I'd love to think that it was going to be three or five years or 40. Um, But yeah, it is football. And, and, you know, people will be taking note of this down south. Um, That seems to be the next step for him. I think, uh, you know, he's he's moved the family over here and he's, he's got a focus at this club. And I think he probably could afford to give us another two years if he wanted. And then look at, you know, maybe wrap them up things in terms of have a have a spelling in in, uh, in England and then see if that takes him back back towards maybe even another stint at the Australia job or something like that. Um he loves it here. He loves it here. And I think what we're seeing there is we we, we see this guy that comes and speaks to the media before and after every game and he, he represents the club. And I go back to that that term professionally. Um and what we see there is probably, you know, switching off yeah. and just taking in actually what he's done. I wouldn't worry about losing him this summer, no chance. Um, it would take a really, really special club to come in and take uh, Ange Postecoglou away from an already special club. Yeah,
0: in terms of his own CV, so that was his, his third title in four years. He won the league with Yokohama Marinos in 2019. And it's his fifth national title across three different continents at the bargain he's also managed at World Cups as we well know um, at 57 years of age James 58 in August will they maybe see one last challenge beyond Celtic I suppose he's you know you talk about footballers and we'll get to Kyogo shortly you know you get to that kind of age where it's maybe one last big move I wonder if is in the same bracket now I know you've got guys like Roy Hodgson still managing it I think he's 93 something like that <laughs> so you know he's maybe got a few years in the tank but in terms of one last big challenge he's at a, a pivotal age I suppose we like, you need know, to be honest about it
2: yes but you know can you really see Ange, so say 65, he decides, hey, that's enough of the football management. Was he going to go and join the Bulls? It's just, he'd, he'd be football obsessed anyway. So he might as well manage someday. I think he'll manage quite late, maybe into his early 70s or something because he just doesn't seem the kind of guy, you know, if he, if he did take the time off and go travelling with the family and all these things, all he'd be doing is thinking about and trying to catch up with football anyway. So might as well get paid for it. If, yeah. you, if you look at the kind of
1: it's not, I'm not his biggest fan, uh, but Louis Van Gaal. When when you you seen him, he's retired about three times, and he's just come right back out of it. I think he was quoted in an interview saying, "I love football too much that when I took time off, my wife wanted to, to divorce me." Like so, I think he he kind of comes into that same bracket as people that just breathe it. And he's he said that he said that already. Um, I I think he'll go way 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 to the very end and I do think he's still got a big move in him though I do
0: so that and the, you know and on one hand the big big target is to keep him as long as possible here at Celtic but there's also an intrigue as to how he would do elsewhere because it would shut a few folk up who always kind of look disparagingly at what's going on in Scotland so as James mentioned I was on the, the BBC last night Paddy I've, I've gone in a different direction I've never mentioned it uh, so I was on BBC Five Lives podcast after the game and interestingly you know it's only a short clip but I was asked twice about Celtic personnel moving south. It was Ange and, and Kyoglu, you know, they're saying, yeah, they're doing great, but when do you think they'll move and, and will you be able to hold on to them? Just the assumption. And that's always just the, the, the yeah, exactly. The, they just presume that you do well in, in Scotland, then you move on. Is that just a, a byproduct, pro- party of being successful here in Scotland?
1: Sadly, it is. It's the, the narrative Sky have created. It's a narrative that the media have created. And it's definitely just the fact that it's a, it's a bigger population. There's more money in the pot it's a standard practice Um, we're aware of that it would take something very special Um, and when I say special I think back to Henrik Larsson and the amount of times he was approached by teams in England especially one of the best managers ever to have lived uh, lived in the game played in the game with with Alex Ferguson Ferguson spoke so much about how Larson would have been perfect for them How, how long he was after him how long he was after him I think obviously it sounds a small amount I think we knocked back 14, 15, 16 and seventeen million for him, which is crazy amounts of money back in that time, and that's what you're kind of after. Do you have that commitment? So it's up to him to create something special. And that we speak about these potential European runs. We speak about, you know, that that was the the excitement that Martin O'Neill brought to to us as fans in this modern day. And could he could he be the one that does something like that? I think so. I I do think so. I don't know what competition, um, but you know. I don't think he he cares what competitions put in front of him. He'll want to succeed in all of them. Um, but then it, we're kind of going back to that same kind of theme that you got on on your call with the BBC. Um, I seen today Karen Brady has done a, an article about him. West about Ham, Ange. really? Aye, uh, about Ange and how impressive he's been. Because
0: I tell you something, regardless what happens, I think Moyes for the off this summer. Aye. Aye. So he had a great one against Man United there yesterday. He's got them in a semi final of the conference league. He might well go on to win that, but I think they'll go in
1: a different direction. So yeah, it's an interesting one that someone linked with West Ham is saying that. Right. That was a, light, a slight worry, but I, I don't see Ange going there. No, he's only going for
2: something that is genuinely kind of, you know, really, really, attra- you know, unturned downable. You know, clubs like West Ham. That's, n- that's not a word, is it? It is now. I'd, I'd, I just think clubs like West Ham aren't aren't going to float his boat I think he would rather go into continental Europe and do something there rather than go to a smaller you know English team if a bigger English team comes calling top six maybe Spurs I think is a, is a potential shout. kind of football they they like to play
0: Yeah it's just that there's, there's a number of high profile jobs that available. are available yep. or will become available so it's it's always going to be a concern but listen let's move quickly away from that okay, we, we don't want to set in some <laughs> anxiety and Geez, we've only just won the league and those Egypts are chasing them kind at of, the door. So let's move on from that. Um, there's a quote of Angie's that I reference fairly frequently, but I always get it wrong, I always just paraphrase it. But speaking around about this time last year to a show in Australia called Sports Day, um, he was asked about life at Celtic, and again, quote unquote, he said, it's everything I've ever wanted in a football club. And as I say, that was, you know, last pre-season and between the you know this year and last. And surely, Paddy, after the success of yesterday and what still potentially to follow this season. He must feel
1: even stronger than that now. Yeah, so if he decides that he's thinking about leaving, we just play that recording and Aye. say, what, what was that all about then, <laughs> Ange? Yeah? No, I think he's. Um, he, he, he definitely has fallen in love with it. He's fallen in love with the story. He's fallen in love with the the fans and basically what we, I, I assume, the majority of us all stand for and it resonates with him. Yeah. It definitely resonates with him, um, which is, is a, a great thing. Because we, we we see the managers we've had and I was kind of talking about yesterday that, that genuine kind of football manager, that guy that gets the club, gets the fans, gets everything about it, um, has no, uh, no agenda, no personal bias. It's just all about the job at hand and all about the fans. Because at the end of the day, we're paying to watch them. We're paying for that entertainment. And I've spoken about Burns being one of those kind of managers, knew what it was about. And I think that the the, the one that I've seen this time around is is Ange. Um, I take nothing away from the likes of Martin O'Neill and that. I think Martin O'Neill kind of understood what it was about. But Martin O'Neill understood how it was to get a, a team of, you know, experienced footballers and kind of give them that restart in their career. Whereas this is all about nurturing and this is all about unearthing Players that none of us have heard of, and just putting on a, a great show of football. It's brilliant.
0: You reminded me of a quote there, Paddy. It's it's from Someday Celtic, but I can't remember who, so you can maybe remind me. But he said, Football's all about people who play and people who pay. And I can't mind if it was Tommy Burns, So basically speaking, it's about the players and it's about Are the fans. So Maybe very old. Uh, In fact, Paul Sheridan does that as he's a very old impersonation. Can they play? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, and it's it's all too true, isn't it? But Ange knows that. Uh, you know, Ange, he always, you know, as you say, probably hear frequently from Ange, you know, which, which is a great thing because pre and post every game we get, you know, 20 odd minutes or whatever it is. And he never forgets the fans and they're always foremost in his mind. And actually, you, you know, different football guys will say different things to curry favour and to appease the fans. It's just so genuine, and, and he genuinely um, appreciates where is in life, as long as you're here, I'm here. <laughs> oh,
2: oh. See what you've done there. Um, you can see that he's, he's so relaxed in interviews, you don't need to be nervous when you're telling the truth and you're just telling people what you believe. And that, that's how he comes across every time. He's the most genuine manager I've seen at Celtic in years. There's you know, Lennon is obviously a massive Celtic fan, but he was so wary of the press that he was, you know quite guarded in interviews. Rogers is just a consummate salesman. O'Neill was always for the superlatives. So over the last few managers, I would say Ange is the most genuine and relaxed uh, confident in his
0: own abilities. James, you've said in the past that you think Ange will remain here as long as he feels he's being challenged. So what does the next challenge look like and what is success next season? I think it's like
2: Paddy's saying, it's, it's a run in Europe. Whether that's, you know, Champions League... I- Personally, I would like to be pushing for second place in the Champions League and not worrying about dropping in for a, a Europa run. I'd like to push ourselves as hard as we could. And that's what we'll be doing anyway. So I think that would be success, getting out of the group and in the last 16, then see where that takes you. But I think in terms of his challenges to himself, I think he'll want to have won more. Next season will be the first time he really gets to have a crack at Europe. Your know, first year, forget it. Second year just not quite there and it was close you know a couple of tweaks in that team and you've got a totally different table there so this will be one where they can really have a good assault on it and then next season as in the season after next it will be more of a right now we're experienced in Europe we've got an experienced squad in Europe let's really we'll go for something special
0: Paddy you've spoken about um, the Belgian side in Europe Jack, uh, Jack Henry's team Union
2: Berlin was um, um, no, no 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 um I have, Club
0: Bruges. Club Bruges, that's it. Oh, Cl- how, how experienced Close, they are. Close, James. Yeah. Uh, exactly that. So they've they've kind of gone on this pathway where I think they've qualified the last five seasons or so for the Champions League. Season one, right off. Season two, slightly better and so on and so forth. Till they got to the point where they were taking points off some really decent sides. Don't know if you fellas watched the Joe Hart interview after the game. It's just a couple of minutes on Celtic TV and I'll get to just a couple of his quotes a wee bit later on in the piece, but he spoke about, yep, it's been a great season. You know, Really good stuff, loving days like today but we're still a bit disappointed about this season's Champions League campaign and I thought it was great, I thought it was really grounded, it wasn't getting carried away it was basically acknowledging that there's still a project on the go here and as amazing as as days like Sunday at Tynecastle are there's still a a bigger target for these players and it was good just to see that kind of grounded approach from a really
1: experienced player They won't forget it Um, we look at the teams over the over the years and, you know, I used to sit down and watch Celtic in the Champions League and be like, right, what's what's it going to be? Is it going to be a a mistake? Is it going to be a red card? Is it going to be a a glorious missed chance from us? And that almost kind of bred that negativity going into away games in Europe, especially. Um, And then there was almost a mentality that, oh, we'll, we'll win our games at home, we'll win our games at home. That'll be fine, that'll be fine. And through one or two players continue to be part of those teams that seemed to kind of continue with Celtic. I think our record speaks for itself in that. I think obviously, given the way we approach the games, and, a, and a, a, like we 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 didn't really change much. You know, we had to soak up more pressure. Teams are going to come at us a lot quicker with better players, um, but we didn't really change much in how we were approaching any of our games, and we really gave a good account of ourselves. And what he, the one moment that stuck out to me was when Ange got interviewed after the the Madrid game and he was raging. He was so, so angry about it because um, he knew about the, the chances that we had. He knew about McGregor's shot or how close it was. It should be in. Yeah. He knew about uh, Maeda's chance in front of goal. It should be in. And this is why I think that, you know, he won't rest, he won't sit on these things. He'll be looking at, well, who puts that in the back of the net? You know, And I'm not saying he's going to drop McGregor and Maeda considering what they've come on to this season. But what he will be saying is, is that I'll need to work with the players I have, but I'm definitely going to get players in that are going to come and push these guys. So as much as we've signed players definitely to help that in January, I still think there's probably a good few more and big names for us that we maybe don't know are big names, but they'll be scouting at a higher level because this could be a continuation of us getting in there every season. So the All money's right. there to be made. You've been looking at situations like
2: where Maeda's on the bench instead of James Forrest and there's a higher calibre player in Maida's place as much as we know how much Ange loves Maeda, yeah, he might love someone else like Maeda that's putting that chance away and that's where there's probably going to be a really have. he will have a cynical approach to things in the summer because he's all about the win so if it becomes James he drops off Maeda's
0: on the bench and a better player's on the park yeah. He's we know this we, we repeat it he's not about sentimentality he loves his players they love him back but you need to be at a standard and if there's someone else better they will come in and, and he just he plays the game football wise you know down that way um, you were a bit any given Sunday there Al Pacino it's, life's a bit you know inches and margins and all that stuff and and that, I think that's, that kind of sums up Celtic's Champions League campaign you know it's Callum McGregor hitting the, the inside of the post away from taking the lead there against Madrid there's chances at home he'll, uh Shakhtar that we should have taken we should have taken three points for that game we've switched off at times when Modric's attacked us in the away game there's there's so many very small moments in games but added up it, it culminates and I suppose what top, was a top that, level a, yeah. a poor campaign if you can manage to turn those margins in your favour you could be onto something and you're saying third would be a, a good achievement I'm with you James I think second is, is where we should certainly be looking to target and who knows where we could go beyond that um, you've touched on it James in some of your comments uh, earlier on there but just to finish off this piece on Ange where does he rank in your favourite three Celtic managers of your lifetime so not necessarily most successful there's guys that have at the moment picked up more trophies and stuff but I'm just saying favourite guy that you can really get on board with you know you really enjoy what he's doing at Celtic I'll come to you first Paddy what's your it's probably the same three but let's hear it All oh, right. Oh, see so My, the, to,
1: mind, mind reader now aye aye to give uh, to give our top three hold uh, on I want you to go in reverse order Three, two, one. Order. right okay uh, number three controversial Brendan Rodgers Brendan Rodgers brought me some the the best days of my life Um, and it was between probably him and Dyla to be honest Um, but Brendan Rodgers brought me some incredible games Myths just fired these mobile at the wall (laughs) there it's fine fine. notably 5-1 Ibrox incredible Um, two is Martin Uh, O'Neill hands down incredible football manager for us really really set the tone um, for, for the club that we are today um and it, for me it has, it has to be Ange. It yeah. has to be. I think just the excitement with this guy. I, we're all buying into everything that he says, and we're all believing everything that he says as well. And I just think that I want him to do well. I want him to succeed. This kind of same way I was with uh, with Dyler. You know, you were you, such a lovable character. You wanted him to do well, and um, but he's he's really really delivering, and he seems as if he's really walked the board up as well. Um, and that's only going to stand us in good stead going forward. James three two one. Tommy Burns number three.
2: Just just couldn't have Tommy Burns in a, in a top three. Um, he, he's you know everything that you know is good about Celtic. You know both as a player and as a manager. Tricky circumstances. You know when he was tight. You know for the right reasons from Ferguson and stuff. But you know if, if Burns had managed at a different time, he could have a lot more success. But he is Celtic, so he's, he's always going to my top three. Ange is my number two Oh, I know okay. I know um, And it's very very close But for me Martin O'Neill at number one Without Martin O'Neill None of this happens So you look at the stats Coming out today uh, From the one yesterday 23 league titles Have been up for grabs In the last 23 years We've won 18 of them 17
0: is that 18? 17 17 and lost six I checked this earlier on Alright I'm going to go to my phone But it's 18 I think it's 18 yeah. Eight-
2: Yesterday was 18 Check yeah. your phone I would check my phone but 18 okay um aye so it, and oh aye, it's 18 huh? aye it is uh, and of those five we haven't won take out EBT's and Covid Cups you know Covid so cup. O'Neill starts all that going and blows away the 90s and it's, it's just put Celtic back back on the map so it's it's for what, what O'Neill took us from and to is why he gets my vote I mean you know, despite, you know, not just in the league, but taking us into Europe, taking us to European finals, you know, just, as you're saying, under Rodgers, but under Anil, some amazing days and you know, trips away and all sorts. So that's my three, 2 one
0: I'm the same three guys, but slightly different order. TB for me as well. I just think, uh, all things Celtic, epitomises Celtic and, um geez, you could spend hours on that alone just chatting about Tommy Burns and what Celtic meant to him and what he meant to us. So Tommy Burns is, yet yeah, number three for me. Martin O'Neill, number two. But just Ange, Paddy, I just can I get enough of him and and there's just there's so much to get excited about as well and you know fingers crossed he's here for a long time to come and we've got lots more I'm still to, to what, you, what you showing me?
1: the 40 that the listeners can see is that, is that, is that 18 or not? 17 oh, oh bad bad do you know what
0: I can't believe I doubted myself for a second there it's not,
1: it's not what you say it's how you see it yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway there's someone with your Media experience a Media uh, experience and profile Aye ah, exactly yeah. oh, Surprised yeah. at you um, But interesting 3-2-1s
0: there on Ange And I think just at the moment You'd probably get in recently say could kick in of course We're, we're going through a, a, a real enjoyable time But I think he's a real contender For being the the top manager in modern day Celtic And that's a, a huge achievement in less than two years I'd say
2: one thing that really goes in his favour No Celtic manager in, in our lifetime Has had such a cohesive relationship with the board you know, the, the relationship he's got with Mike, Michael Nicholson and the guys now working behind the scenes, that's a big, big thing. You know, it's always a bit of push-pull stuff with the
0: manager and board. Huge part of that can be down to Ange himself and how Absolutely. he builds his relationships because you could have folk who are you know, fans of Lenny. Lenny's a spiky character. Brendan Rodgers could be difficult. You know, very, <laughs> Martin O'Neill had his, uh, his moments. Yeah. You know, he's famously had kind of love-hate relationship with Brian Clough. You know, Martin O'Neill can be spiky and all that kind of stuff. But Ange is a... He's just a a very intelligent guy and he knows how to build relationships and I suppose he knows how important those relationships are because ultimately if you don't have that relationship with the the people at the top of the club, you can't do your job, you can't go and be as successful as he's been so, now listen, amazing times under Ange, big few weeks ahead as well but long may it continue and hopefully as I say we've got him here for a a number of years to come Let's move on to Kyogo, so as I said Ange and Kyogo are Celtic's two biggest imports from the J League and you could argue the case for the, the various other guys but Kyogo's impact since he came in has just been phenomenal his goal against Hearts there was his 30th of the season and his 50th since uh, arriving at Celtic Park he's managed to reach that 50 goal milestone in just 77 appearances and he's the first Celtic player to hit 30 in a season since Moussa Dembele in the 2016-17 season Paddy, is he the player of the year and waiting? Uh, I
1: think so I think so Um, he's just really really impressed me this season Um, I think we we all Thank the job that uh, Jakimakis done for his last year when it came to the the the, the running and and how important his goals were, and that can be quite tough for a striker to see uh, another striker basically take all the accolade for that, and and you know you would have expected the big man to kick on from there and and make it his jersey, um, but the relationship between the manager and the player, I think, is, is spoke volumes. Um, He's he's trusted him through a lot. Um, I I go back to the the League Cup final against Hibs last year. Probably a game he should have played in, aggravated his injury. Um, but one is one is a first bit of silverware, and the mentality, and the motivation that, that gives the players from that, and it breeds that winning culture that is so so important at Celtic. Um, this is a guy where you know there was a lot of chat last year that he, he, there was um, Southampton must staring that a minute. I I was wondering in that summer there, with him not finishing the end of the season, um, that interest might have become a bit real and I was quite worried about losing him. Um but to just kick on the way he has this year and there will be teams looking at him in the summer. He's a, he's a a nifty player, he's he's just the type of goals he scores is just ridiculous ridiculous something he's finishing yeah, his I was tremendous. reading a stat about
0: I'm not, I've not got a great handle on XG and, and all that kind of stuff but basically his XG is far lower than his actual goal XG being expected goals but mm-hmm. for anyone that doesn't know and I'm not much further ahead in the knowledge of that but XG being expected goals is much lower than his actual goals because he scores goals that he shouldn't yeah. he he scores from mad angles, he scores from distance, he scores from close in and he's that kind of guy that turns nothing into goals. Um, You mentioned that League Cup final against Tibbs and I I just had a smile. So obviously we've spoken about the emotion uh, that Ange showed at the uh, post-match interview there uh, at Tyncastle. The picture, the image of Kyogo jumping into Ange's arms after the Cup final, You know he'd, he'd been subbed off at the time, scored his two goals, done his job and retired to the bench and just jumping into Ange's arms and there's a still of it, you know, Kyogo's <clears throat> he's got his arms round Ange's shoulders like a toddler getting taken off to bed <laughs> <laughs> the wee man's fell asleep on the couch you <laughs> you take him up here yeah. and it's just an amazing picture but it just shows you the, the bond between player and manager you'll hear ex-players of Ange maybe Australian internationals talking about how he doesn't get too close you know he, he watches training from a distance you know he, he takes a bit of a back step he doesn't get parley with the players Paddy you spoke about how the dressing room at Lennox Town is Carla McGregor's domain and, and mm-hmm. he and the players take control of that area But his players love him and he's the kind of guy that players just want to do well for. He's got this magnetic aura, if Mm -hmm, you like, you know, mm -hmm. without being too dramatic about it. And Kyogo's a heart-on-sleevey guy. I mean, you've seen him yesterday and how much he absolutely loved it. And in that moment, it just kind of summed it up. You know, it's just over the course of a few seconds, he jumps into Ange's arms, but it just epitomised maybe their relationship and also how all the players feel about Ange, the manager. Absolutely. And, you know, why wouldn't you?
2: He's just that kind of talismanic leader. You know, it's the aura. You know, you're, I don't think you're being over dramatic there. It's the presence that you, you feel when he's, you know, we were in a room and he was doing a, a talk thing. You go, you feel it. You know, you can feel that you know, kind of talent in the room. Um, so the players will be feeling that as well, and no less than, than Kyogre. he's had a fantastic season. For me, I think his season's slightly blotted by Europe. I think he's got to be better next year if he's not going to be involved in the conversations about, you know, do we have to improve upon. Things. So that's the only thing that kind of goes against him. It's Calmack for player of the year for me, but Kyogo, you've just got to love him.
0: Just in terms of how he's progressed, and I agree with you, you know, he's still a step up in Europe, but I think he's he's just continuing to improve. So last season, they missed three and a half months of the season with that hamstring niggle, um, but he still reached 20 goals across 33 games for a debut season in a brand new country. He's taken it to whole new levels again this season, and we've still got five to go. So, you know, you could see him breaking 35 potentially. Um, maybe throw a hat trick in at Ibrox, things like that, so okay, you never nice. know um, But interestingly, like Rayo Hitati, his career path is slightly unorthodox Or certainly, you know, from what we're used to here in Scotland uh, He'd done the whole university thing and he continued his studies till he was 22 So he didn't move into professional football till he was 22 When he joined FC, I think Gifu is the way to pronounce it, probably not In the second tier of Japanese football So he's only six years a professional and that's interesting in itself his big move, of course, then came a year later when he joined up with Andres and Co at VSL Kobe and Kyogo describes that as a blessed time in his career. Reflecting on it, he said, It was precious, I'll never forget it. I could feel how much I was growing. I absorbed a lot. Before our season kicked off, Yester said to me, just be yourself and all will be well. Play with confidence. It really inspired me to let my confidence side show on the pitch. And... What you're seeing now, Paddy, I suppose at twenty is the the culmination of all of that, the various experiences. He's now well settled in Scotland. And I think, you know, to James's right, you know,
1: point about Europe, I think he's all set to kick on now into next year in Europe. I think so too. And and you know, like I, I kinda had those moments of like, is he gonna be good enough? Is he gonna be good enough? And you look at some of the positions he was getting himself into last season, and again, it comes down to is the caliber of the player providing for him good enough as well. Um, There was missed chances, but you know the greats all missed chances as well. Uh, and one of the things that I, I kind of think on on his part is just what Tino's even just said there: three and a half months out with a hamstring injury, trying to get back up to full speed from that from the get go can take a bit of time. And the way he kicked on after that that campaign and. He's, he's been unstoppable. No no defender wants to play uh, um, against him. I think I think Goldson, Davies, Orsut are, are all worried about him, you know. And um, I just think that he has definitely cemented his place as a number one striker at Celtic. Do we sign someone to push him? Absolutely. I, I, I think that is healthy for this team, the way this team wants to play and for the amount of games that we could be playing again next season as well. I think that will definitely be something that they're going to look at. Is O the kind of player that's going to push him? Not yet, not in my opinion. Um, I think another season of just understanding the system, understanding the setup that uh, Ange is, is looking for, and then you maybe see that that start to come into, come into play the following year. But I definitely think they will be looking at another striker. But I think O, oh, uh, sorry, I think uh, Kyogo could, could step it up even more.
0: That's that's how I feel about it. exactly how I feel about it. I think O's still got a bit to go, but I think Kyogo's he's just. Developing, he's just he's in a he's in a great place headwise, he, and he you absolutely have to credit his character with coming back from that international rejection. You know, missing the World Cup is huge for anybody, and at twenty-eight years of age, he'll wonder whether he's got a, another chance at it. He's a very fit guy, and he could possibly play in his mid to late thirties. But like, it he's so agile. Um, but James' confidence is so important. Players, and he started life well at Celtic. You know, he he started getting goals early bells, but the disruption that the the hamstring injury caused to his first season. Frustrating, and then he comes back for the Hibs final, and then he's out again, and all that stuff. This season, he's you know, touch wood had no such injury concerns, and you can just see it in him. He's just a guy who's continued to get better and better as the season's gone on, and it's it's brilliant to see, absolutely. And we've probably managed it a wee bit better
2: in terms of managing in the backroom team. You know, there's there's these 60 minutes, you know, check his stats, right? Get him off, get him rested, all that stuff. So you're not at you know, putting too much too many demands on him you know, on his body. So that's that's been good to see. But he has, he's, you know, he's, he, I, I take your point, Paddy, you know, he's, he's starting this season not at, at the full speed that he would like to having missed so much of the, the season prior. So, and Europe comes up comes up quick for us, it you does. know. So, um, with this summer, you know, he's, he's fully, fully fit. He's going to be league top scorer by the looks of things. But I'm full of confidence. So, you know, I'd love to see him just step up to that next level and finish the ones that he wasn't finishing. This season, I agree.
0: Yeah. He didn't look a guy lacking confidence, Paddy, when he was bouncing around the Celtic way about half seven, <laughs> just doing his doing his thing. He, he can't wait to get out in front of the fans and do
1: his wee dances. This, I just again, just really, really refreshing to see players just give it all back to the fans as well. I think uh, that's something that the the, the the nature of the full team, the full squad, they all just seem to work well with each other. You could see that you were kind of touching on that last night. That even those that aren't involved in the the match day teams that they're, they're still part of the, the squad. Um and I think that that's something that they love about the wee guy. I think he, he he generally is just one of those lovable wee wee characters that's just part of part of the changing room. Um there was a nice wee moment, sorry, interrupt you there was a so nice cool. wee
2: moment with him and Turnbull on the bench when he came off Kyogo. Right. It was kinda like, you know uh, play fighting uh, ah, yeah, yeah, brilliant.
1: Like, brilliant. Sorry. Uh, no, no, you're all you're all good. Is it uh, even just gonna say like uh, Jota seemed to have the phone out yesterday, and he was putting a lot of his own stuff up on Instagram, and you could see him recording Kyogo, but just in the background it's just his excitement. Oh, you know, what's he going to do now? Type of thing. Um, so I think there's that side of it. I also think there's a there's a winner there, and I think that there's someone that probably will look at that last season and think I'm uh, I'm going to get this right. Does do we have another shaker coming in coming in to provide the the Greg Taylor effect almost? You know. Someone that's going to really, really push him. Someone that's going to make Ange think maybe I do drop you for a couple of games. That's that's the big question for Celtic next season. I, I love
0: that you came out with the line there that he's a winner because again, you know, there's another quote and I don't have the exact quote again, but I'll paraphrase because that's my thing. How did you go on the BBC? I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you paraphrase and gets your baby all sorts. You just need to get close to it or even paraphrase not that. <laughs> <laughs> but the quote about him being a winner, Ange speaking, maybe four or five months ago, but Kyogo said. Don't be fooled by the, the cheery exterior and the smiley face. That guy's a real competitor, and I think he says, quote unquote, he's a winner. You know, he's got that about him. Don't don't be fooled by wee nice guy Kyogo because he's got the devil in him as well, and you need to have that to be a top stri- uh, striker. You, you, I know the very
2: uh, conversation, he use the word warrior. He's a warrior. Um, you see that with Kyogo, we see when he's getting roughed up with Davies and stuff like that. Then Kyogo's leaving the boot on him. Aye. You know what I'm saying? Here's one
0: back. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got that wee bit of nip about him as well, you know. Yeah, and it's it's great to see. And you need to have it, as I say. Um, the international stuff, it does remain a bit of a mystery. And I suppose it'll be on Kyogo's mind and it'll have been, been highlighted with the World Cup stuff. It is hard to work out uh, how... So Hajime Moriasu is the Japan manager. Hard to work out how you can continue to leave out what is now a 30-goal striker, 30-goal And we'll see if that changes. He said he was going to be spending some time in Europe looking closer at his players here and if he does it big Kyogo there's something up there I really do I, I can't get my head around They yeah, were looking at Matoma as well though, down at Brighton who's on fire so in a very similar position well to both my and Kyogo actually scoot an easy jet up to Glasgow though, and Aye. take in a couple of other games and you'll definitely see Kyogo go So we'll see how that goes for him but I'd be very hopeful that Hamantatati would be reintroduced to the squad pretty soon people obviously ask the question if Kyogo's the, the best since Henrik Larsson etc and it's an unfair comparison to make for, for anyone who's playing for Celtic it's just you can't really live up to that, but again, maybe some other man, man's question there. Is he amongst your favourite Celtic strikers in, in recent years for you?
2: Yeah, I think I think you'd have to see he's right up there. You know, but you're looking at um, Gary Hooper, Moussa Dembele, Odds and Edward. is probably the three that would be you know competing with him for that that accolade. Um, what about the Duke? Double D, Big Dion. <laughs> it's like you Dion missed him, Dublin. Uh, no. No 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 DD for me. Um
0: but mm, I think
2: Mr. Dembele is always going to be my choice there.
0: Big fan of Dembele myself, but again, you know, it, we're we're loving it right now. You know, this is Loving the moment, as Ange
1: says, Paddy, and you can't help but enjoy what Hugo brings to the party. You can't you can't, it's um it's just some of the positions he gets himself into. You're just how how have you put that away? The goal yesterday. See see that, that goal, he scored that. See that goal with the I can't
2: remember who was in the right wing. They're, they're so wildly offside Aye. But that's not where the ball's going You know, the ball's going straight through It's so clever And then the defence is all over the place and, and Hugo's made his run And it's just too late for them
0: I wonder if in the euphoria um, It can be lost as to how good a goal it was The the, the ball from Callum McGregor is genius He gets the ball Gets out his feet And just clips it into that area In jig time You know, he doesn't even think about it He knows he can You know, it's the periphery stuff He can just see the movement from Hatati plays it perfectly. Hattati knows that Kyogo will get to that front post area and then Kyogo having the savages to let it run across his body that wee bit more before lifting it. It's a brilliant team goal. Do you know Celtic weren't at their best at Tynecastle, but that
1: goal is Celtic at their best. That is peak Celtic. It is and it kind of reminds me of I remember listening to an interview with Alan Thompson and he was talking about Larson and he was saying that as much as he said I knew I had a good cross on me he said I wouldn't have made it in football if I didn't he says but a lot of the time when you're playing in those high pressure games you were hitting and hoping. You were generally hitting and hoping the ball into the box. And the amount of work that Larson done to get on, to, on the end of stuff was that, the sign of a, a tremendous striker. He said that um, at one point in training, Larson would say to him, look, this this is all it needs to be. Like, let me kind of basically do the rest. Like a
2: big, get it in that big area and I, I'll
1: do the rest. I'll do the rest. And that, that's a striker. I, I, I think that there's similarities between Kyogo and Larson is, is that they're incredible readers of the game. You know, just that off the ball movement is is tremendous.
0: But amazing to see Kyogo hat number thirty. And as I say, there's a few more games to go, and we'll we'll see what his goal tally gets to. Um, there's various other really enjoyable moments. about yesterday, we don't have time, unfortunately, to cover them all. Um, you'll have seen Alistair Johnson getting caught in traffic amazing. on London Road, amazing, having the time of his it's life. Still, so. um, just great fun. <laughs> he's got it? he's got a great relationship with the fans, which is brilliant to see. Celtic Media um, put out a lot of good things. I thought it was very interesting that some of the interviews they put out look to me quite deliberately um, to be speaking to the fringe players you've heard from Benjamin Segrist Stephen Welsh David Turnbull James Forrest but they're all we've spoken about this on the post-match yesterday but they're all very very happy to be part of that and very happy with their teammates they'll all have ind- individual targets and some will move on but right here right now they're really good uh, team players and, and they're you know shown real good will to be part of what Celtic are doing um, in terms of the team spirit as well you know I think I've said it a few times down recent weeks but I think Joe Hart plays a huge part in that he's effectively the vice captain to Callum McGregor and he's so important special mention to him because of course it was his 100th appearance for Celtic at Tyncastle uh, loving life in Glasgow and he's really embraced it he's quoted as saying it's amazing I love it but tomorrow will come and it's a new day and that's a great opportunity to do something special again and that just sums up an Ange Postacoglu player he, he's in the middle of it he was at Tynecastle; the fans were bouncing behind him special moment for a guy who maybe thought his best days were Beyond them, and he's already thinking, yeah. But we're back at, and they are training today. By the way, this I is Monday. Heard that. Yeah, we're yeah. back at training, but it shows just the focus that Ange and the players epitomised by Hearts, McGregor's, Carla Vickers and all that stuff. They're all just so focused on what's next, and it's great to see. That is it because you know that's your leak sorted,
2: but the season is still very, very much alive. You know, if if they have the the attitude of over celebrating now or taking your eye off the ball you don't get that Scottish Cup you know I think we were talking on Sunday Paddy like I'm not relaxed about that one bit Callie Thistle referees VAR the whole lot not relaxed about that so I like the fact that Joe Hart isn't sleeping on it as well and that'll be the exact same throughout the camp you know they're really focused and then of course they do have to recognise the achievements and celebrate and hopefully
0: celebrating a treble Hope so, and you know, just I thought it was refreshing to hear between the day. I, listen, I'd have given them the day off, go and go and enjoy yourselves. But refreshing that we're in today. But overall, a brilliant day all round for Celtic. And next up is the trip to Ibrox, where we go as champions, targeting that 107 points tally. So that in itself is going to be loads of fun next week. Okay, let's move on to this week's Mystery sale, and we'll start with a quick reminder of last week's for anyone who missed it. Clue number one, I joined the Celtic Academy in 2011 and made my debut under Neil Lennon in early 2014. Clue number two, I went on to make appearances under Ronnie Dyla and Brendan Rodgers, but also spent time on loan at Oldham, Cork and Walsall. And finally, clue number three, I'm still playing and have just won promotion to League Two in England. The answer which I think James got after a couple of clues, was Owen O'Connell. Uh, Paddy, as I said there, he's now doing his thing at Wrexham with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney and co. But any thoughts on his time
1: in a Celtic shot? I was uh, I was hopeful about him. I think um, it was a pre-season game against Leicester, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he scored. He scored, yeah, and I And th- I thought he uh, you know, he looked apart. He looked quite comfortable. Um, but yeah, just another one in a youth setup that kind of just didn't seem to find... A rhythm with the the first team's tactics, which I think has been addressed now, um, are just basically a way in. Um, A lot of the the managers are are talking about, you know, it needs to be done in merit. I think he was one of those guys and who's doing well in the youth team? O'Connell. I gave him a chance. I generally think that's how it was kind of done. Wasn't proper pathway stuff. Exactly. Exactly. He got the
0: captain's armband in a pre-season friendly against Sparta Prague, I was reading this, this isn't from memory, in 2015. And it just seemed like a kind of throwaway gesture. I don't know if that said there wasn't enough leaders on the team at the time, but right. for some reason he got the armband. And you, you'd like to think that you have to earn, Ange doesn't give anything for free, and you have to earn these things at Celtic nowadays. But I wonder if back then things weren't quite as, um, I don't know, dare I say professional as they
1: could have been. Well, that would have been under Dyla. How dare you blame Ronnie Dyla? No, what I'm meaning is, is that he's probably looking at the rest of his starting team and saying... I'm giving it to this guy stand up because they were all
2: trying to be you know Commons and McGrew and all that stuff trying to run the shows he's like well none of these are getting the captaincy it
0: might have been a bit of that you know very possibly Um, so just in terms of a short fact file on O'Connell he spent six years in total at Celtic after joining the academy in 2011 and he left for Bury in 2017 he spent time, as I said, there at Cork City on loan, his hometown club, in 2016. And that's a club that his dad and his brother also played for. His cousin, Paul O'Connell, was also captain of the Ireland rugby team. And overall, he only featured a handful of times for Celtic, although one of them was away in the new Camp. Though less said about the scoreline, the better, Paddy. We'll just move on. But best of luck to Owen O'Connell as he now heads into League 2 with Wrexham. OK, let's move on to this week's Mystery sale. For anyone joining in at home, jump onto our Twitter page, at Celtic Exchange, right now. And if you guess the correct answer, you'll be given access to 14 days free of the Celtic Exchange Plus. Clue number one. There's not a lot in this clue, to be fair. I joined Celtic from Hibs. That's it. Past Anton. Jackie McNamara Senior. A lot of guesses there. Clue number two. I played the part of a Rangers player in Robert Duvall's 2002 movie, A Shot at Glory. Chick Charlie. Chick Charlie never played for Celtic. No, of
2: course, eh? Hey, oh, well, a friendly I against I
0: And clue number three despite being a member of the Seville squad I never wore a cap for my country and as always you've got until I read out this short update to provide your answer so while the lads are guessing the wrong answer to this week's mystery cell a very short reminder from me on what's coming up this week at the Celtic Exchange Plus on Friday we'll have the big match preview ahead of that trip to Ibrox as the boys look to set a new record for league points in a season and as always we'll then be back shortly after the final whistle on Saturday with our match reaction show if you want to test the water at the Celtic Exchange absolutely free then just visit our website at the CelticExchange.com Where you'll see the links to get started On your free 7 day trial It takes less than 2 minutes to get going And while you're there You can also enjoy the match reaction recording From Sunday's big one at Tynecastle, As well as our full back catalogue Of additional episodes So if you enjoy what we do And want to hear a wee bit more every week Then jump over to the CelticExchange.com now What have you got Paddy?
1: So I think I got it first go If I haven't Yeah I did I've got it. you <laughs> done this last week as well. It's just crazy. You, you, you scrambling around your head for 10
0: well, minutes. I I need to go poker face. It's my job yeah. as, as the host. So uh, we'll get it beeped out by the bit. What's your answer? So the score is now 11 7. I'm running out of weeks. I have games to go including the cup final you're going going to see some really mystery Celts in the next (laughs) few weeks that's all I'll say but remember if you think you know the answer to this week's mystery cell and want to enjoy 14 days free of the Celtic Exchange Plus then simply reply to our pinned tweet at Celtic Exchange
1: using the hashtag mystery cell you should just use the players that are um, you know giving out all the quotes that you've mentioned tonight as well Uh, see (laughs) if we can guess them
0: (laughs) 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 you're going to be seeing some mystery Celts from Celtic's first ever team uh, but we'll get to all that Time for this week in Celtic Media. Where each week we dig out something of interest from the world of Celtic online. This week features a really topical piece following Sunday's Title I at Tyncastle. James, what have you got? I'm going to be slow. I want to get the guy's name together because you're going to put in the notes anyway, aren't you? Yeah, I'll put in the notes. Uh, but it was from Aiden on Twitter. So. Aiden underscore C S C. Because I think there's more than one Aiden it. on Celtic. There is. Twitter.
2: Are you Aiden from the Twitter? <laughs> uh, I, and he's basically just I mean the time it must have taken him to get into this But he's put together a compendium of all the goals from this season So a perfect time to just sit back and reminisce on some of the, the, the key goals from the season Yeah brilliant, I mean fair play to him for, for putting the
0: effort into that So that's, that's your media piece of the week Yeah I think Aidan had the, the holiday Monday because he's, he's put some <laughs> real time into it it's a brilliant piece and he deserves credit and, and do you know what, we put something out on our Twitter last night as well Some of the videos are phenomenal and the time and effort to put them out They're Top drawer and and credit to everyone that's putting together some of the great content following the the big one. Do you get that for the BBC? No, you don't get that No, you don't. You don't I'll speak to them when I'm when I'm in next <laughs> But Aidan's piece it's, it's basically the goals That won the 22-23 league title So it's the likes of you know, Jota's iconic goal now Against Rangers Giacomacchus, not to be forgotten His goal against St Johnson Greg, Greg Taylor against Hearts. Harps Back in October That's the one from me against Aberdeen When he came back from injury Scored the 1-0 winner Kyogo against Rangers In the two-each game And several others And it's just a really enjoyable thread And a, a reminder of some of the obstacles The players have had to overcome You know, the Yesterday's the reward at Tynecastle There's a lot of work and effort that goes into that. Any favourites amongst those goals, James? Any that stand out?
2: GT three and Kalimak uh, against Aberdeen. The, the, the one that's my favourite game of the season. That that forty hearts because it was it was give us everything you've got and we'll still beat it. And for Taylor to get that goal was just phenomenal. But McGregor's was so important because been you know you'd waited the whole game, the whole game. Times his first game back from injury as well, yes. and to get that goal, you know as Anne says, you know be patient, keep moving, keep the ball moving and it'll happen, the space will open up and there it did You know they, they defended so well Aberdeen went to sleep for two seconds and bang, you're done
0: Such a huge goal What about you, Paddy? Any standout goals or even moments that led to the title?
1: Um, I'd, I'd agree with the, the McGregor goal I also think uh, the moment and the goal itself jotted around oh, the McGregor Just there? Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> that Amazing a, a career ender you might say a career ender, a <laughs> That was a career ender I better not say anything they're about Alan yeah. They're not saying about him That was a, a very <laughs> enjoyable moment But as James
0: says It's a, it's a great piece all round um, Great effort by uh, Aiden underscore CSE on Twitter uh, Very enjoyable And as always We'll link to this one In the show notes for the episode James A great feeling of the league title in the bag How you feel now about the trip to Highbrooks And what's your final thoughts for the week? It's all about the numbers now It's all about the targets And the records And all, all these things
2: Obviously the, the main focus remains Scottish Cup final But you know Paddy set Andrew challenge. League one, done. Treble, waiting. League by 20 points, nearly. So getting there, if you can go to 16, if you win on
0: Saturday, and then a wee bit of collapsing towards the end and, and it's all there for you, Paddy. Yeah, a bit of collapsing, but lovely. Paddy, five games remaining, obviously four in the league uh, in the big final uh, a few weeks down the line. What's your final words for the week?
1: Uh, just more more of the same. I think um, we've highlighted that it's it's maybe not been as fluid as the season's kind of been lately. Um I think that's just a, a mixed mixture of players coming back from injury and trying to get up to speed. Um but I generally think that the the entertaining game will be on for the next few weeks leading up to this final. Um, so I'll be there to tune in for yeah. every single one. I think it'll be a nice ending of the season. It's partly time and then Let's get ready For, you for play, a, dif- a difficult final
0: They can play a wee bit of swagger now I think know? so the, yeah. the, the pressure's off It's time to just Get back to the free flowing and stuff And there's individual targets You know you've Kyogo want his goals Guys like Awa, I want to show they can play in this cup final. There's just there's so much to play for over these next five games, and it's it's a pretty exciting time. So that wraps things up on the latest episode of the Celtic Exchange Weekly. Thanks to James and Paddy for joining me today, and as always, our thanks to you for listening. Remember to send your mystery Celtic answer to us on Twitter if you think you know this week's answer. And beyond that, don't forget to visit the thecelticexchange.com where you can start your free seven day trial and enjoy all the additional podcasts we offer to subscribers. But in the meantime, for myself and the team, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again this time next week. Network.